Hi there. You're listening to 26 and Sunny, a podcast to help you buy, sell and live well on Sydney's northern beaches. Here are your hosts, Beaches Buyers Agent Nick Freeman and local mortgage broker Kat Denny. Hello and thank you for joining us on 26 and Sunny, where we bring you local interviews on property and life on the Northern Beaches. My name is Kat Denny and I'm joined by my co-host, Nick Freeman. Nick, how are you? I'm doing really well. Thanks, Kat. Excited to be releasing our interview with the talented interior designer, Bree Sandstrom today. How are you? I'm very well, thanks, Nick. And yes, very excited to have had the chance to chat with Bree about all things interior design on the Northern Beaches right now. I think this episode is really relevant for anyone who's looking to renovate their place in 2022-23 and also for people who are thinking of tarting their place up so they can put it on the market. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, in this market at the moment, trades and tradespeople and consultants are really hard to come by. So if you are interested in selling your home, it pays to design and style the property so that it feels current and suitable for the surroundings. Bree's design tips are right on the money for 2023. For anyone that hasn't come across Bree before, she's a well-known beach designer who has more than 18 years experience in commercial, hospitality and residential design. She discovered her passion for design at a young age by always rearranging the family home, <laughs> which eventually eventuated into an interior design study after school. A little known fact about Bree is that she was one of the original founders of the Boathouse Cafe up there in Palm Beach which nearly every resident on the Northern Beaches that I know would be very familiar with. I think that's right, and I think plenty of people outside of the Northern Beaches would know it too. Well, let's go meet Bree, shall we? Let's do it. Today we have Brianna Sandstrom from Brianna Sandstrom Design joining us on the 26 and Sunny podcast. Welcome, Brie. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. It is lovely to have you on and I'm really excited today to be diving into interior design trends and styles and everything that's happening here on the beaches. Before we do that, though, we like to start the podcast with our fast five questions for every guest. It gives us a bit of a chance to get to know you. You ready? Yes, I think so. All right, let's do this. Insula, peninsula, or outer towner? Outer towner. Oh, outer towner. Mm. Favourite beach on the peninsula? Oh, I'm pretty biased. I'd have to say North Curly. Yeah. Yeah, local girl. Favourite food spot, cafe, restaurant, takeaway? It would have to be the boathouse. It's probably, it's pretty special experience and stunning location. So, yeah, my heart falls at the boathouse. Yeah. Free boathouse in Palm Beach or boathouse in Shelley Beach? Oh, so it would have been Palm Beach, but Palm Beach is actually closed at the moment because they're doing major refurbishments. But so I will take Shelley Beach. I'll take any of them. They're all pretty, pretty special. But Palm Beach is always deep in the heart. Yeah. And your go-to coffee spot? Oh, that's hard on the Northern Beaches. I'm going to say split coffee, actually, because I love a coffee where there's a dog park. So a win-win for me. So yeah, I have to say split coffee at the moment. Split coffee van at North Curly, Mid Curly. Yes, that's it. (laughs) And your secret tip or your best local tip for living on the beach? Oh, it's a hard one, but I'll say a little manly, actually. It's a hidden little cove, beautiful on a um, summer's afternoon, um, beautiful little place to 
picnic and swim and yeah, ticks a lot of boxes. So a little manly. Very good. Being a interior designer at the moment, obviously there are a lot of trends that happen and there are a lot of changing ideas that happen. What are the most popular design styles on the beaches in 2022? I would certainly say modern coastal. It's certainly growing in popularity. Probably the most common brief that I would receive here on the northern beaches at the moment. I suppose it exudes serenity, sophistication, but yet it still gives that holiday relaxed vibe that everyone is wanting. And I mean, who doesn't want to feel like they're on holidays in their interiors. So yeah, so that's probably the most popular at the moment. Finishes in regards to that, probably commonly drawn from the natural landscapes and it's a neutral palette, lots of lights. Yeah, the relaxed vibes. So yeah, I would say modern coastal. And with modern coastal, like I'm a bill, I've got building background. So modern mm-hmm. coastal, can you describe, is it stones? Is it the the layout to the rooms? How do you describe or what is modern coastal? So I probably would explain modern coastal as a lot of textures um so natural natural um, materials um used so stone timbers but also the layout of the of modern coastal would probably be open plan entertaining is always you know taken into part so i think that really enhances our surrounds here on the northern beaches you know we have large families and you know and the coastal vibes i says i suppose you want to you know enhance the surrounds i guess of your property, yeah. The beaches at the moment, there seems to be a lot of Hamptons style. I don't know if I've got that right. It, it seems to be a popular style. Is it stays numbered or is there still room for a, a Hampton style house on the beaches going forward? I think Hampton certainly boomed probably in the last 10 years on the northern beaches. I think it always will have a place. I think our Hamptons is very different to the traditional, you know, US Hamptons in terms of this probably slightly more relaxed appeal opposed to the intricate details of what the US Hamptons um, style is. But yes, I do believe it will probably stay around. It falls under the coastal banner in my eyes. You know, again, like I said, lots of families here on the northern beaches. So it is enticing for families for the the scale of a Hamptons home and the the size of the blocks that we have here on the northern beaches, luckily. The open air feeling, the open plans, um, and again, entertaining. It's always a win. So yes. I guess that the Hamptons look with the timber and and finishes and things really kind of has that beachy vibe too which is, um, yeah, it sits nicely with the area. So you obviously look at the aesthetic of a space and the visual side, but you also work with layouts and the floor plans and and how a house moves and functions. What's popular in Beach's house design and, and has that shifted since the pandemic? Oh, yeah, I think it has, not just here on the northern beaches, but I think globally because we, you know, our ways of living have, have have changed and we're forced to change working from home. You know, we were certainly made to work from home initially um, and now businesses or companies are, you know, allowing you to um, opt for flexible working conditions. So people are opting to work from home. So I think multi-purpose spaces are on the forefront of design at the moment. So we're looking at creating homework spaces or offices, but also opposed to adding, you know, a room to your existing um, house or floor plan is actually how do we, you know, transform the guest bedroom to be a guest bedroom as well as a home office or a a rumpus. So it's incorporating joinery um, that can be multifunctional. Yeah, I think it has changed. I think 
definitely it has been in the forefront of every brief now is to be able to incorporate some workspace into into a floor plan yeah all right Brie in terms of I love fixtures and finishes and knowing you know what's in at the moment and you would be seeing what's coming up right not just what people are using now if I was renovating my kitchen right now what would you be putting in it how would you be styling it what finishes and things would you be using a lot of natural tones again we're going back to this coastal palette so it's drawing from the from nature I guess you could say um so I would say that greys are probably on its way out and our warmer tonings are certainly coming in um you're finding a lot of natural stones that have a warmer base to it and a lot of use of timber as well so it's just having that warmer palette a lot of texture as well so it's layering kitchens because kitchens is it's a heart of our home so we usually like to start with the design of the kitchen and then though that inspiration kind of feeds off to you know the other parts of you know the the home but I would say layering texture because of the vast space and it's a lot of hard surfaces a lot of joinery so if we can create some interest uh, with movements so I'm a big fan of natural stone on on the slab because I think there's something really special about having a unique unique piece that's you no know, no one else is going to have that slab you know it's 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 cut from the ground so that's yours and yours only and it's um, such a beautiful statement um, and then adding some you know warmth through the the joinery and and texture lighting as well in a, a kitchen is a beautiful way to make it feel a little softer and and homely so wall lights and wall sconces are huge um pendants yeah and things like that so when you talk about a slab of stone are we talking marble is that yeah. normally what we're yeah, talking marble, yeah. um look there's there's all different types of natural stone that we can use on on bench tops. Marble is, you know, very common. There is other products that are a little bit more durable than marble, but still fall in the natural stone like dolomites, um, which is a similar composite to a granite, but it kind of has the aesthetic of a marble. I like to use dolomites because of the durability and the functionality in it, uh, with it, within a kitchen. So, yeah. Brie, lots of people, well, especially last year, were buying renovatable homes and they were tackling the renovations and the interior design themselves. Mm-hmm. What are the common mistakes that you see with, I guess, the DIY renovators or the DIY uh, interior designers that you've uh, come across? I would probably say most commonly not having a grand plan or a master plan. I think there is, it is very obvious when you can walk through a home that hasn't had that master plan and they've tacked on rooms or done various stages without any consideration from, you know, the get-go. It is hard to build these days with, you know, the, the cost of, of building as such. So, you know, I don't think there's a problem with staging out builds. However, I think that having the grand plan initially is very important. If we're doing an architectural design home, we hire an architect. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people do choose to use interior designers and sometimes people people don't use to use interior designers. Mm-hmm. How important is it do you think that you get the interior designer 
involved during the architectural process? Oh, really important. I, that's my first thing I get asked by a lot of clients is when do we engage you? Um, when's the best time to be engaged? And I say from the get-go, uh, we like to collaborate with the architects as much as possible. Um, and I think it's really, it gives us a clear indication of the architect's ideas on how, you know, they may get to a point with their design and how we can also, you know, carry that through. I think there's nothing worse than not having that collaborative you know a design approach throughout the whole procedure because there's nothing worse than you know having someone's idea and then someone having you know a second person's idea and they're just not marrying together so regardless if we are engaged during the architectural um, design phase uh, we I will always have a meeting with the architect to see you know to hear their thoughts and the processes that they have got to to get to that point so we can carry it through and making the, the fruition of what their ideas were from a, you know the get-go to be carried out I guess I guess taking it back even further a step back from from there is it is it do we need you involved with, with the kitchen design with the way that we come up with the plumbing locations is that on the architect or do you guys get involved as interior designers back to that brief as well? We we get um, go back to that brief. So a lot of the time, depending on when we're being engaged, but if we are established with the architect from the get-go, you know, an architect would obviously put their ideas in. And then when once we've actually established a strong brief with the client in terms of the functionality of that kitchen, so we break it down, I guess, to room to room, you know, the daily living in those spaces with the clients we will then go back and redesign those spaces if need be you know so the, either in the construction drawings will be updated with the architects during that point or we will then submit a secondary interior set so when the builder is engaged um, they will get the construction drawings and then an interior set and they will refer to our interior set for the plumbing and the layouts of those individual spaces i think that's a really interesting point i know i did a very very minor little extension on our place and we worked with an architect on it and I think what I didn't appreciate going in as a absolute novice and in this space is that they didn't bring that function and flow internally that perspective to the project and maybe some architects do maybe it depends on who you choose and yeah I guess I was left a little stumped when I was they were kind of looking at me around cabinetry and joinery and things like that and so if yeah coming into these projects you can sometimes not really understand where the roles and responsibilities stop and start between say the architect the builder and then the role of an interior designer um, yeah and I think it's yeah. always good to have that second eye over it as well so so some architects will go to that length of detail. Um, you know, they naturally have that ability and that, that interest. Some don't. Some just mm -hmm. like to do the, the spatial or the construction drawing and that's, you know, that's where they sit in their markets. You know, other architectural firms will have in-house in interior designers mm -hmm. where then they will bring in, you know, and advise. So very similar to obviously what we do. Or we, you know, there's, you know, businesses like us that's, you know, are just solely in Interiors, so we'll just go in and, and and detail those things. But yeah, it is the layout. It's just like how you know some architects or draftsmen 
won't go into the details of how that space is actually going to use on a day-to-day basis. So we can make sure that you know the joinery and the windows may be you know in line, or the the doors may sit in the right position, and also just the small details of window furnishings. So you know the aspect might be west. So you know that it's a TV room, for example, or a rumpus. So you know we've got to make sure that you know those things are all all working together. So it's just the the finer details that we kind of work through. Yeah, great points. And I guess the last question for me is, um, how did you get into interior design or where do you get your inspiration from? Oh, how did I get into interior design? Um, interesting enough, I, I've always loved uh, design. I've always been creative. Um, I was probably the only creative one in, in my family. They uh, come from a very sporty family, so I was a bit of the black sheep in the family. And I was always the messy creative one, at, you know, when I was young to my mum's pain. But I always thought I would probably fall into a creative industry, but wasn't quite sure where I would go with it. And I was interesting enough you know, back in the day when you're going through high school and you were going to a, what are they called, um, careers advising days um, at the local uh, university and it was a, uh, I was standing at the nurse's station, I suppose, a store you could say, and a girlfriend came up to me and goes, what are you doing here? You're not supposed to be here. You've got to go to the other side of the room where it was the creative side. And so, it, it just, and that it was like an aha moment for me because I was like, you're right, like I'm not, I actually have to pursue something creative otherwise I'm probably not going to be as happy as what I want in a career so from then I um you know went through finished the HSE which it was called back then and Mm. moved to Sydney and pursued interior design studied it and yeah worked in and out of the industry for you know many years now I don't like to say how many but quite quite a few (laughs) and that's yeah so that's how I fell into the industry the in terms of inspiration I would say although there's a lot of platforms these days that are a visual platform which is um, fantastic like Pinterest and Instagram they're great to help and assist clients ideas or collecting ideas it also can be a hindrance so it's a it's a definitely a rabbit warren that we all fall down both ourselves as designers but also clients but yeah so those platforms are great i'm inspired by i would probably say northern europe architecture um, the simplicity of it or even japanese inspired interiors just the simplicity of their design um, the natural materials they use just a really considered um refined design so that's what i love yeah so brie thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today we are going to finish with our closing question which is 26 and sunny is a pretty perfect day give us your perfect day on the northern beaches oh i would have to say start the day with a good workout please ahead for me and then i would be saying Packing the car up with the boards, a picnic, the beach towels, sunscreen and heading to the beach. Finding a perfect little location, a little nook on the beach um, and bunkering for the day. That would be my ideal situation. Yep. Sounds perfect. Thank you so much for joining us, Bree. No worries. Thank you for having me. 
So I've learned something today. It appears that coastal modern is a trend to watch for 2022-23, but we'll still be seeing a few Hamptons-inspired houses popping up around the area for a while. I think that's right, Nick. Personally, I'm more a modern coastal girl, but I do get the love affair with the Hamptons. It's a very timeless look and relatively affordable construction. I would have to say, with firms like GJ Gardner and Icon delivering their houses around the place. I highly recommend following Brie on Instagram for some beautiful modern coastal interior design inspiration. She's got a really inviting and relaxed style and it It works perfectly here for life on the peninsula. We'll have a link to her social pages in the show notes. Catch you next week. Thanks for listening. Bye. Oh, and before you go, we can't forget to remind you of the boring but important stuff. Everything discussed on the 26 and Sunny podcast is general in nature and does not take into account your personal objectives, financial situation or needs. It does not constitute legal, tax, financial or real estate advice and you should always seek professional advice in relation to your individual circumstances. Catherine Denny is an authorised credit representative, number 528214, under Connective Credit Services, ACL, number 389328. Nick Freeman is a licensed real estate agent number 20357093 and a licensed builder number 362307C. Thanks for listening to 26 and Sunny. For more info, head to 26andsunny.net.au where you'll find show notes and handy links. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram or Facebook for updates and the latest episodes. 